everybody, this is Jason, and this is the Keto with J-Lo podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 1, titled, Help Me, I'm New to Keto and Lost. This is for everybody who is just starting on keto and may have some questions. First off, I want to say that I'm not a doctor, so everything I say is my opinion, and you should consult your doctor or a medical professional before you do anything. Also, please do not start messing with your prescribed medications. You should let your doctor know that you are working on a low-carb way of eating and ask how or even if you need to make changes based on your results from this way of eating. My doctor worked with me and adjusted my medication over a year and a half, so don't think that after a week you can just throw out your prescriptions, okay? If you take insulin or other drugs for diabetes, you need to be careful and be smart or you could end up hurting yourself. So let's get started. So the first question is what is the keto diet? You can look it up online and find a million different versions. You can find contradictory information for anything, even the types of different keto diets there are. So that being said, generally a keto diet is one that is high in fat and low in carbs. This type of diet places your body into a state of ketosis. There are several different types but the one most used by the general dieting community is the standard keto diet, which has several subtypes as well. What I'll be talking about is just the standard keto diet, which you'll see online is usually less than 20 carbs. Um, some people can eat more carbs than that and stay in ketosis. Others may need to eat a little less than that and stay in ketosis. The diet actually uses percentages for your nutrition and they are 80 to 75% of your calories are from fat, 15 to 20% of your calories are from protein, and 5% are from carbs. And that is the one that I have been on and use. So next is ketosis versus ketoacidosis. They're not the same. There is a lot of information all over the internet. So if you have questions or concerns, do research, talk to your doctor. Um, if you're in a group that is more likely to get ketoacidosis then you definitely need to monitor yourself and you know make sure that you're safe now ketosis which is what the keto diet's all about occurs when your body uses up its stored glycogen and begins to break down fat for energy which produces the ketones that is where the keto part of the keto diet comes into play your body is in a state of ketosis that is why you will hear and see the acronym WOE or way of eating. That's what it means. You eat a certain way to keep your body in ketosis. You eat certain foods to stay in ketosis, so you're not necessarily eating a keto food. The keto diet is a way of eating. So just as an aside, a product labeled keto is really a little bit kind of a marketing thing. If you eat a whole box of keto cookies, you're probably not going to be in ketosis anymore because your percentages are not correct. And you've probably gone over your carb amount for the day. So some common things that will happen to your body when it goes into ketosis. Usually these are only for a couple of days or a week or two, except for maybe uh, keto breath, which does happen. Everything else should pretty much go away. You can have fatigue, weakness, definitely you can have some carbs and sugar cravings and be hungry. 
You can have some digestive issues. You know what I'm talking about. Um, some insomnia. You can have a headache. And of course, like I said, you can get keto breath. One of the main things you should also be doing is drinking plenty of water. Your body needs water in it to keep everything moving and flush out the waste that are going to be coming out of all your little fat cells as you burn through them. And also it can help with your side effects. In my opinion, drinking a lot of water helped me stay away from the keto flu, which is what is kind of like termed for some of these issues that I just mentioned. Now, ketoacidosis is not something you want to occur. It's when there's not enough insulin in your body, so the stored glucose cannot be used for energy. This forces the body to use fat to produce energy and releasing ketones. This causes ketones in the blood to reach extremely high levels. Ketoacidosis is known mainly as a potential complication of type 1 diabetes, which is the insulin-dependent kind. That doesn't mean that if you're not type 1, then you're fine, because it can still happen. The research I've done on the subject suggests that anyone can develop ketoacidosis. A certified nutrition consultant named Lisa Richards says that while diabetes diagnoses people are more at risk for diabetic ketoacidosis, definitely other risk factors including drug misuse or extremely low calorie or carb intake can also cause it. So be careful. Some of these, but not all of these, are some warning signs of ketoacidosis. One is abdominal pain, nausea, vomiting. That's probably not going to happen when you're just regular ketosis. You can have rapid shallow breathing. You can have dry mouth, be extremely thirsty, and be dehydrated. You can also be very tired or feel confused. So at any point on this way of eating, if you feel strange or concerned about how you're feeling or whatever, you should definitely see a doctor or medical professional immediately. You do not want to take the chance of potentially, you know, having your body in ketoacidosis. You don't want that. So now on to more pleasant things as opposed to the scary part. Different kinds of keto. This is a quick intro into the different types of keto diets. Well, actually, it's different types of the standard keto diet. There's three main types, and if you look it up, you can find about 20. Um, but these are the three kind of main, and you just kind of pick the one that works best for you. There is strict, lazy, and dirty keto. Also, there's a huge debate as whether you should eat net carbs or total carbs, or not, well, not eat them, but what you should count. I personally use net carbs. There are people out there who are hardcore, and it's straight up total carbs. There's also documentation out there that says you can eat as many of the approved vegetables as you want and not count them as carbs at all. I use net carbs, and I don't just eat whatever vegetables. I count them all, but not total, just net, and I try to stay under 20. So for strict keto, you stay under 20 net carbs per day, strictly monitor all the calories you eat, no processed foods. That means all those lovely things that you see that say keto this, keto that. No. Also things like pepperoni and salami and all those low-carb meats and things that are processed to oblivion. Not on this one. You also would use a tracking app to track your macros. And this is best for people who are extremely goal-oriented or who need a very strict structure to lose weight. Strict keto can be difficult. If you have a life 
that doesn't revolve around nutrition, it can be hard. Then there is lazy keto. This one's kind of the one that I was in. You do 20 net carbs per day, although some say as high as 50. Mainly focus on your carb intake, but not necessarily your calories. Limit processed foods. And this is if you want to keep it simple. You don't want to do a bunch of tracking, but I did also track my stuff just to kind of see what I was eating, how many carbs are in there. So, but then I kind of later on didn't track as much because I knew what I was kind of doing at that point. Then there is dirty keto, which is what a lot of people do. This also is under 20 net carbs per day. You can eat processed and unhealthy, which is a subjective word, food as long as they fit in your macros. That's about the only rules for it. It's if you want a lot of flexibility, lifestyle is difficult to do strict or lazy, and it can work. It definitely can work. Uh, next, I have some resources. The following resources can also be found on my website, which is www.ketojlo.com. Some helpful websites that I have listed there are under the Keto website menu. The first is Food Nutrition Data, which is nutritiondata.self.com. And that tells you can put in the food and find it all kinds of different stuff. Choose the amount that you're going to eat. And then it will tell you how many of everything is in there, carbs and vitamins and whatever. And you can kind of choose different foods based on that. So if you're like, well, if I want to eat a cup of spinach versus a cup of, I don't know, cauliflower or whatever, you can go there and it will tell you it's very helpful and I use it a lot. Then there is nutrition for a recipe. This is a nutrition recipe calculator and it's by very well fit. And this website lets you actually put in the recipes ingredients press a button and it tells you based on the serving size you chose how much uh, carbs and calories and fat and that kind of stuff is in there that's very helpful if you're maybe you look at a recipe you found online and it's like hmm this is interesting it has a cup of flour in it but it uh, says it's only two two grams of net carbs you might want to go there and maybe check it out Another one, which is a, a recipe type place, is called Highfalutin Low Carb. This is one of my favorite websites. The guy that's on there is super funny. And what he does is he compares low carb recipes that are out there. So you can kind of get a clue as to thinking, mm, this recipe sounds good. That recipe sounds good. So a lot of times he'll make them and... He's like, uh, this one tastes like crap, but this one's really good. Or they both taste like crap <laughs> or whatever. So that's a good place. Uh, Keto Connect um, is really good, too. They have recipes, keto information. They also have a podcast and a YouTube channel. And then last is Two Sleevers. They have recipes and also some keto information. And if you've been on any of the keto Facebook groups, you've probably seen at least one or two of those. Next, I have infographics, and these are listed under Keto Infographics. I have collected a ton of these and for two years. I did not create them. Some of them do tell where they come from. Some of them I just have seen on Facebook or online. I have no idea where some of them come from. Some of them also can be contradictory to each other. Some may be strictly keto, 
some may not agree with what you want to do so when you're looking at the infographics just remember to please use common sense if it looks completely contrary to what you are specifically trying to eat or to avoid eating use your judgment if the carb number looks off to you on something that it has on an infographic use the nutrition website to make sure for yourself just because somebody put it on the internet doesn't mean it's true some of my favorite infographics are the keto food pyramids these are a helpful way to get a visual of the stuff that you should be eating and how much foods to eat if you're craving other foods this can be helpful for cravings but also use common sense because if you say oh I want to have a chocolate bar and it's I don't know what it says I'm not looking at the graphic but if it says like oh eat some uh, almonds don't eat a pound of almonds you're going to go over your numbers okay also there are cheat sheets and these can be extremely helpful while you're getting used to this way of life and what they are usually just lists broken up into food categories of what's a good thing to eat a lot of times they don't say how many carbs or anything is in them they just say here's some stuff so if you're at the grocery store that can be helpful and speaking of the grocery store a shopping list very very helpful for meal prep and to watch some of the foods that you're eating some of them can be carby and you have to be conscious of them so when you're creating your meals or planning your meals you need to look and you need to do a shopping list it's kind of hard to wing it unless you're just eating a hamburger patty or something and that depends also what type of keto you're on and if you're making it yourself or if you're buying it out at a fast food restaurant because guess what sometimes they add carbs to those hamburger patties so you've got to be careful um, one of the hardest parts for me and my family was eating at home all the time because we liked to eat out and we still do but you know on those days when it's raining you're late it's seven o'clock nothing's done and now you have to go home and cook it can be stressful so kind of having this stuff ready or at least in your house already is definitely a good way to go next are some Facebook groups some of these are not strictly keto but they are low carb or diabetes related so just use your judgment for what you're doing there are hundreds so you may just need to look around find one that you like a few of the ones that I'm a member of and like are called keto recipes instant pot low carb and keto and if you don't have an instant pot I don't get paid by instant pot but I love my instant pot also air fryer just saying there's one keto recipes for beginners and weight loss low carb instant pot recipes another instant pot and keto life and a lot of times the instant pot recipes are actually regular recipes that they've adjusted for instant pot and you can kind of adjust them back you just have to you know think about it and cook it differently some podcasts obviously keto with JLo is on the top of my list but there are some others that I have definitely found helpful and motivational some are serious some are very fun to listen to uh, you can also learn about some good products out there depending on the type of keto you're on also some of them talk about different vitamins and different views on what to eat and that kind of stuff so podcasts can really be helpful and you don't have to sit in front of your computer you can just have your headphones on while you're cleaning going to work preparing for the week's meals whatever 
So anyway, some of them are Keto for Normies. This is one I have listened to the very most. It's a husband and wife, and they have a couple of kids. Super funny. They also have a website that has really good recipes on it and YouTube video, which they are pretty good. We have Dr. Berg with Dr. Eric Berg, and he's one of the ones who's written several books on the keto diet. And then the Keto Diet Podcast with Leanne Vogel. Last set of resources are some YouTube channels. Once again, obviously, Keto with JLo is on the top of my list, although there's nothing actually in it at this time, which is August 31st, 2021. So if you're listening to this later, there might be. I don't actually watch a lot of videos, but I do enjoy watching some of these just for the personalities on them. The first one is, of course, Highfalutin Low Carb, which I've already talked about. He's super funny. Uh, Keto Connect, that is also the folks who do Keto for Normies website. I mean, the podcast, Keto Connect website, and also the Keto Connect YouTube channel. There is Two Sleevers, The Keto King, and The Keto Kitchen. That is all I have for today. So I hope you have learned some stuff. And on my next podcast, I'll be going into some other aspects of keto. Bye. Thank you for listening to Keto with JLo. You can find me and all my links and resources on the internet at www.ketojlo.com. You can also find me on Facebook at KetoJLo and YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at KetoWithJLo. And finally, you can subscribe and listen to this podcast on the website, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or TuneIn Radio.